Okay, good afternoon everybody. Today's daf is Gitten daf Mem Dalid. We are holding on daf Mem Gimel on the base. We are at the two dots, Tan Rabbana, and about 12 lines from the end of the page. Today's year is once again sponsored by Dr. David Landerer, in honor of his wife and children, and Lezecher Nishmas's mother, Golda Basimcha Allah Shalom. We thank him very much for the continued sponsorship. I don't think there's another sponsor. I think that's it. And uh, uh, today what we're going to do, we, th- we thank him again for the sponsorship, but today what we're going to discuss is the following. First, the Gemara is going to have two definitions of the word nimuso, because it's going to come up in a brysa, and we have two ways to resolve the stira between brysos about the ownership of a, uh, of, of a mashkon. One brysa is about an evet, and the other is about a, uh, is, is about a sada, but uh, the, there's going to be a stira in terms of uh, the ownership who is considered to be the owner of the mashkon, and we're going to try to resolve that stira. And then on the top of Amad Aleph, there's going to be a discussion. The Gemara is going to talk about that there's no knas if the nachri forcefully took the Eved as the collection of a chov, meaning in the Mishnah it, uh, told us that if you sell your Eved to a Nachri, then we make a knas on you that you have to be Meshachrer the Eved. So the Gemara is going to qualify that we don't have such a knas if the Nachri forcefully took the Eved as collection of a chov. Then the Gemara is going to go through seven other cases where we question if the knas is in force. If, that, if the knas to free the Eved applies, we're going to come up with seven cases where that knas to free your Eved may not apply. Then the Gemara is going to talk about if the Eved is taken by Goyim against the Master's will, is he uh, uh, permitted to accept uh, payment for him? Meaning, can you say that, look, I'm not allowed to sell my Eved to a guy, but once the guy already took him, can I at least take payment for him? Or do I, do, or do I say, no, that's part of the Isser. Once I take payment for him, then it's uh, then I'm selling him to the, to the guy. Then the Gemara is going to compare the chiyuvim uh, to redeem an eved and the uh, and and a uh, and, and a behema a gasa from a nachri that there are two uh, two separate isurim of being uh, mocher and eved and being mocher behema gasa. So we're going to talk about the we're going to compare the different chiyuvim vis-a-vis the eved and the behema gasa. Then at the bottom of Amaral, the gemara is going to discuss whether the kenas extends to the son of the father. Meaning, let's say the father died, the father sold his eved to a Nachri or sold his Eved to Chutzlaretz and then he died. Do we make that Knas on the son that the son has to free the Eved? And we try to resolve by comparing it to other Knassos. So we try to, to, to resolve whether it applies to the son as well by looking at other Knassos and seeing whether other Knassos apply to the next generation as as well. Then the Gemara is going to, Anamid Bey is going to talk about cases where it's unclear that the Eved is being brought to Chutzlaretz. You're not allowed to be Mocha, you're Eved to Chutzlaretz. What if you're not sure? The person you sell them to has a home in Eretz Yisrael and has a home in Chutz Laaretz. It's not only a modern thing that people maintain homes in both places. So uh, you don't know if he's bringing him to Chutz Laaretz or not. Then the Gemara is going to talk about what happens if an Israeli woman marries a man from Bavel. Do her avadim go free? Because she's now bringing these avadim to Chutz Laaretz. She's bringing these avadim uh, to, uh, you know, as if she's selling them to Chutz Laaretz. And then the Gemara is going to talk about if an Evan willingly follows his master into Chutz Laaretz and is then sold there once he's already there. Do we make the knas to free him? You didn't sell him into Chutzlaretz, he was already there, but he only came there because you went there. And then at the very end of the daf, we'll talk about 
when you sell an eva to chutzlaretz, or you uh, you you uh, you sell a field um, um, during the actual yovel year, um, is the money refunded? So uh, that's going to be the very end of the daf be'ezros Hashem. So a lot, a lot of different topics, a lot to cover. Let's begin. Tanur Rabbanon, twelve lines from the bottom of the page, says the Gemara. Tanur Rabbanon, love a love and over chavim. If a person uh, borrows money from a nachri and he sets up the eved as a, there's a shibud on the eved to pay back the chov. So kibbutz shalom. Once the Ovid Chavim does with the Evid or the Adon Nimuso, meaning that which is the proper, uh, uh, you know, etiquette, uh, we'll, we'll explain what that means. Then the Evid goes free, and the master therefore has to redeem him from the Nachri and give him a get Shechur, because when they became the, once the Ovid Chavim did Nimuso, it's as if you sold him to the Nachri, and once you sell him to a Nachri, there's a Kanas that's in place. So, my Nimuso, what does Nimuso mean? Nashki. It means a certain sign of Avdus that they would hang around the Evid's neck that would indicate that he now belongs to somebody else. So once the uh, Evid is wearing a name tag that says, I am the Evid of this Ovid Kuchavim, so now he's been sold to an Ovid Kuchavim, and therefore uh, you're going to have to uh, redeem him and uh, and, and be Meshachar him. So Master of Shesh says, you sure that's what the word Nimuso means? But wait a second, that doesn't fit with the following Brysa. The uh, Brysa is going to to work with the assumption that there is a Kenyan for a Nachri in Eretz Yisrael, that if a Nachri owns land in Eretz Yisrael, the produce of that land is not Chayiv in Trumas HaMaisros. So uh, the Mishnah is being, the Bryce is being Mechadish, that there's no Chayiv Maiser on payrolls that grow in the field of a Nachri, even if there's some connection that a Jew maintains with that Karka. So what kind of connection? Ha'arisin, you have a Jewish sharecropper on property that belongs to a guy. Kirus, you have a different type of financial arrangement where the Jew works the karka and he gets X amount of uh, of produce as his payment. Or you have someone who's a sharecropper, uh, generations of sharecroppers in that family that works for this non-Jewish family that owns this uh, this field. Or there's an Obed that has a field that was taken as a collateral for a, for a loan that uh, that is owed. And there's there's that word again, even though you do nimuso like you're supposed to do, uh, nevertheless, Peturim and Meiser. It's not considered a Jewish owned field, it's considered a non Jewish owned field, and it's Mipata from Meiser. But Visa, the Nashki, if the word nimuso just means a name tag that says that this Evid belongs to this master, Sadabas Nashki, it doesn't make any sense to talk about that in the context of a field. A field doesn't have a, uh, a master or a name tag. So that can't be what nimuso means. Elam Rav Zman. So if Shesha says no, when it says Nimuso, it means that uh, setting a time for the payment of the Chov, that if the Lova doesn't pay the Chov until that time, then the Nechassim that are taken as a Mashkon are now going to belong to the Malve. So the Bryce is saying that when the Lova agrees to uh, to the Nachri Malve, that his Eved is going to be the Mashkon, and if he doesn't pay back, then that Eved will now belong to the Nachri. So then, uh, as soon as that happens, you have to be put to him and you have to be Meshach him. So it says Gemara, Kosh Azman Azman. But now we have a stira between the two Brysos. Because uh, the din of Meiser, we said, that if, the, uh, if, if you make the field 
when you cover a zman that it has to be uh, that that that, uh, that that the loan has to be paid up, so we said by the field uh, that uh, the, the, it's not considered a mechira of the karka just because the zman has come, just because you're a kaveya that zman, the field is still putter from meiser, it still belongs to the guy. So says whereas by the Evid we said the opposite that now it's considered to, it's considered to belong to the guy because the zman uh, um, the zman came. So says Marlokash. You can't ask Kasha for one price to the other because Kviasman alone is not considered a Mechira, but Hadamatazamne, Hadalomatazimne, that the price that talks about the din of the Evet that the Nachrius Koveya's man for the Israel to pay the Chov, otherwise I get the Evet. We're talking about where this man already came and he hadn't paid the Chov, and therefore the Nachri is considered the owner of the Evet, and therefore the Israel has to pay his Kanats. But Hadalomatazimne, the price that talks about the field of the Nachri, that the uh, that 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 the evet, um, uh, of uh, uh, of uh, that, that the that the Jewish person is working on is talking about the lomatzamei that the zman of the pironachov had not yet come so the the field does not yet belong to the Israel it's still in the rishus of the nachri and that's why it's part of ramaisos because it has not yet changed hands because the zman of the piron has not yet come what's the chiddush exactly by the evet that the zman has already come to uh, to pay the chov, you haven't paid the chov, and therefore the evidence considered to have changed hands. Of course, the evidence considered to have changed hands. Ella says, no, no, Both prices are talking about where the zman of the chov has not yet arrived. I, how do we reconcile the prices? Velokasha, halugufa, vahalapera. The price that talks about the eved, where the master uh, used him as the uh, as as the collateral or as the guarantee to to get to, to pay back the nachri, is talking about where you were meshabe the guf of the eved that that will belong to the nachri when this man comes and you don't pay back. But the price that talks about the sada that the nachri gives as a mashkon to the Israel is talking about the payroll that the Israel gets to eat the payrolls once this man comes. But he does not own the guf hakarka, and therefore, even once this man comes, it's still pater from chumas amaisos. The e bayusema. Finally, on today's daf, the e bayusema. And if you want to be miyashiv the steer between the brisos differently, the shalaval menas the of the mashkino. Then maybe the brisos are talking about a case where you lend money al menas that the malva could be able to collect from the field or the evet if the payment doesn't come in at the zman piron, and uh, even though the zman piron came and the chov was not paid, he never actually went ahead and collected it. So, so long as he doesn't collect the mashkon, it's still considered to be in the Rosh Hashanah, even though the Malva has the ability to collect the mashkon. So when the Nachri borrows from Yisrael and he's meshabi this field toward his chov, if he doesn't pay back on time, so the payrolls that he takes him, uh, that he takes from that field, it'll be part for a meiser, because so long as you haven't collected that field, it still belongs to the Nachri, and therefore it's going to be part for a meiser. But when Yisrael lends money, borrows money rather from a Nachri, and his Meshavit is Eved as part of the Chov, if he doesn't pay back on time, when the Zman Piron comes and the Lovah doesn't pay back the Chov, the Chacham made a Knas, that the Eved is Yotzei L'Cheiros, and you have to be pulled to him, even though the Eved is not really yet under the ownership of the Nachri, but that's part of the Knas, that you put him in a position where he can so easily now transfer 
over to the Nachri. Period. So now we move on to a new discussion. So the Gemara is going to discuss this Takanas Chachamim, that if you sell your Eved to a Nachri, that there's a Knas on you, that you have to be Meshachri, you have to be Pod of the Eved, and you have to be Meshachri of the Eved. So Tan Rabban on the Brites tells us as follows. Gevao Bechovo, if the Nachri collects the Eved from the Jewish master as a as, as the Chov that's owed to him, it's just uh, the Oshalakachos, the Grikon, or me, and, and in that case, we're talking about where he took him forcefully. It was not that the Eved was Meshubad and the Eved was designated as a payment for the Chov. The Nachri just came and was toe-face him. Or or some sort of murderous person came and, and, and kidnapped your Eved from you, um, or was willing to kill you, and you just gave the Eved in order to save your own life. Then the Eved is not Yotzel Chavis. That's not called that you sold your Eved to a Nachri, and therefore we're going to make a Knas. Nebuch, you were minding your own business, and some thug came and uh, grabbed your Eved from you, and uh, so that's not called that uh, you sold your Eved. So, Bechovo, so Leyosel Cheres Ubechovolo says Gemara. Wait a second. When the Nachri collects the Eved as part of a payment of a Chov, is the Eved not Yotzei Cheres or a Minhi? But I'll ask you, Stira Harishara Shanasu Beis Hamelach Gorno. If the Beis Hamelach went and uh, and and took the, uh, the 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 silo of a Jewish person that became Chayiv in Maisros, say Im Bechovo Chayiv. If they're coming to collect their Chov, the Israel has to take Maisros from somewhere else to cover those payrolls. Chayiv LaAser. He has to take the Maisros. But in and parus, but if it was taken as a, as a gezel without any raya that you owe any money to the mas hamelech to the taxes of the king, so he's just uh, destroying your produce. Then Then the Jew does not have to take maisros from other grain to cover the grain that was taken by the uh, non-Jewish government. So you see from the price, so that taking grain for a chov is considered as if you sold it for that chov, and therefore you have to take maisros from it. So so too we should say, when a Nachri collects an Eved from a Jew for a Chov, it should be viewed as if the Jewish person sold that Eved to the Nachri, and therefore the Knaf should be in full force. Says Marno, shiny Hasam, the Kamishtar Shiva, you can't compare the Din of Meiser, where we make him take uh, Meisros, because the Bala Perus was Nena from the, fe- from the collection of the, uh, of the Chov by the, by the Avadim of the Beis HaMelech, because now he doesn't have to pay any money anymore, because they took his, uh, his field. So once he's Nena from it, he, they took his payrolls. So once he's nana from those payrolls, he's going to have to take maestros. But the fact that the Chum made a knas to be mechaev, a master who uh, sends his Eved uh, to a Nachri, and then we make a knas, that you have to be Meshachrer, the, the Eved, the, 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 uh, the collection of the Eved against the master's will is not considered a mechira, because uh, you didn't use him as a collateral for your loan, and therefore we're not going to make that special knas in a case where you didn't collateral that Eved toward this loan and they just took him against your will. So now the Gemara discusses a Nachri that takes his Eved Kanani, an Eved Kanani of Yisrael as payment of a Chov and uh, whether we can uh, we can bring a Raya from somewhere else. Tashima, the Amar Rav, Rav taught us that a Mochar Avdo Leparhang Ovid Kochavim, that if uh, someone sells his Eved Kanani to a Nachri that comes with uh, with false claims of uh, monetary rights in your stuff, so 
you give him an other, you know, he's, he's claiming that you owe him uh, $100,000. You owe him nothing, but you know he'll be satisfied with the Eved. So you just give him the Eved, Yatzel L'Cheres. The Eved goes L'Cheres, because the Takanas Chacham applies even when the Nachri is coming and collecting the Eved as a Chov, even though you never collateralized that Eved. So don't you see, this is a Raya, Rav's statement is a Raya, that it's a, to our exact issue, that if a Nachri comes and collects the Eved against your will, that, uh, that that's the same as you selling your Eved to a Nachri? Says, no, no, because in the case of Rav, there are other ways that you could have uh, calmed the guy down without having to give up your Eved, and you chose to give him your Eved, so therefore that's considered as if you're Mocher, the Eved to the Nachri, but if a Nachri just comes and doesn't really give you a choice, and just takes your Eved from you as uh, as payment for a Chov, that's not considered that you sold the Eved. Gufa, Amar Rav, so Rav said, that was the statement of Rav we just read, that if you sell your Eved to an Ovid Chavim that comes with Tainos of Sheker against you, the Eved goes uh, goes to Cheros. So the Gemara says, but wait, what did you want the guy to do? Why should we make a Kanas on the guy? And the Gemara answers what we just said. You should have been Mephayis in the Nachri with some other property. Why did you have to give him the Eved for? You should have, he, he would have ex- happily accepted something else in, in, in its place. So you didn't have to give him the Eved. And the fact that you gave him the Eved, that's the same as being Mocher Avdo. So now the Gemara comes up with seven different cases where we're not sure. Does this Kanas of someone who's Mocher Avdo apply? Case number one. What if you, you sell the Eved, but only on a temporary sale for a period of 30 days? Is there a Kanas that by selling the Eved on a temporary sale for 30 days to an Achri, that now he has to go free? So Tashima says, well, bring a Raya. That if you sell him to a Paring of the guy that uh, comes with false claims against you, he goes the Cheros. So what do you see from there? That the Gemara assumes that it means a Shliach of the Melech who takes Avadim into the Avodah Samelech, and after the Avodah is over, the, the Eved will be sent right back. That the whole thing, that a Paragov Chavim takes your Eved, is all a temporary arrangement, that it's not going to be something of any permanence. So you see that, nevertheless, he's Yotzei L'Cheres, the Knast still applies. Says, nah, that's not a Raya. Hasim B'Paragov Chavim, Sheyin Chazeres. No, maybe when Rav says that if you, uh, that, that if the Eved goes to the Paragov Chavim, that he's Yotzei L'Cheres, it's all about the kind of Paragov Chavim, where he's never coming back, where it's permanent. So we, we don't resolve that shayla. A second case, what if you sell the Eved to the Nachri, you sell the guf of the Eved to the Nachri, so that the Nachri can give him a Shivcha Kananis, and he can make Vlados, and he can have new Avadim out of it, but the Nachri is not able to, to use him for Malacha. That's part of the deal, that the Nachri is not allowed to use this Eved to actually do any work with him. So Malu, do we apply this Din of the Knas? And it's as if you sold an Eved to a Nachri. A third shayla, chutz min mahu. What if you sell to a nachri lemalachto, and he can do work for the nachri, but you made a stipulation that the nachri is not allowed to prevent him from being mekayim any mitzvos? Do we make a knas on the master in that case? Because remember, the whole reason for the knas was that you're being monei mitzvah mitzvahs from the Eved, that when the Eved is being owned by a uh, Nachri, he's not going to be able to do mitzvahs. But what if you put it in the contract? You put it in the contract that the Nachri has to let him do mitzvahs. So maybe there should be no knas in such a case. The flip side is, yeah, but he's living in a non-Jewish environment. What are the chances that he's going to be interested in continuing to do mitzvahs living in uh, in such an environment? A fourth shayla, chutz mishabas yom tovimahu. What if you sell him uh, into Shibud for a Nachri, but you make a deal 
tell that the Nachri is not allowed to be Meshavidim on Shabbos and Yantif. So is that enough of a connection to mitzvos that we're not going to make a kanas on you? A fifth case, Leger Toshav. What if you don't sell him to a Mamish, a regular Nachri, but a guy who lives in Eretz who's Mekabel, not to do Avodazar, he's Mekabel, the Shev Mitzvah Pnei Noach, so he's much more Mitzvah sensitive. Or Le Yisrael Mumer, what if you sell him to a Jew, but the Jew that you sold him to is a Mumer Lovin Chavim, so he's very likely to do many Averos in the, in the possession of that Jew. Le Yisrael Mumer Mahu. And the final Shaili is Lukuti Mahu. What about a Kuti, who's not Makbin on Kiyumei Mitzvah, like a regular Jew is? Do we assume that the Chacham were, were, were Misakin and Kanas in that case as well? So Pshot Miachadah says, wow, seven great Shailas. I'll answer one of them. Gertoshav HaReu Kovit Chavim. Kuti Yisrael Gertoshav has the din of Kovit Chavim and the Kanas applies. But Kuti Yisrael Mumar, a Kuti and Yisrael Mumar that the uh, master sold them, uh, sold an Ebed to them, that's a Machlokas Amroim in the Gears and the Brisa uh, to be approached the Savik. Amri La Kovit Chavim, Rami La Yisrael. We have two different versions, whether that has the status of Lovit Chavim or that has the status of Yisrael. So the only one of the seven Shailas that we're sure about is Gertoshav. The Gertoshav is a din of an Oved Kochavim. Good. Now the Gemara moves on to the next Shaila. The, the, the Talmud, the master of Yermia, there was a Misa of the Evet Shehipal Atzmolagayasos, an Evet Kanani that belonged to a Jew that, against his master's will, sort of gave himself up to, a, to an enemy army in order that he won't have to work for his Jewish master anymore. And there's no legal recourse for the master to get this Evet back. Now that the master knows he cannot get the Evet back, he didn't sell him to the Nachri. The Evid was mapil himself to the Nachri. Can you at least take payment for the Evid if it's being offered? Or do we say, no, that's a violation now of selling him to a Nachri? So I need you to go and really do research on the topic, look through all of your learning, and uh, see if you can come up with a Raya. So he went out and he did uh, some research and he found that there is a Brisa, that a person sells his house in Eretz Yisrael to Novid Chavim, which is a violation of a Nisadar Raisa. This Nisra called Losechanim, and the Gemara Mesachs of Odazar Davchav Darshins, that it means three different things, but one of the three things it means is Lositin Lemchaniya Bekarka, that you're not allowed to give a Novid Chavim the ability to live in Eretz Yisrael, to own land in Eretz Yisrael. So Dama Vasurin, the Chum made a Kanas, that you're not allowed to get any Anah from that money that you got the Iser for your house. But what if you have a case similar to the case we just asked about? The guy took your house, and now and you have no way of getting it back. No, no, uh, no, no. Based in is going to help you get it back. No secular court's going to help you get it back. You have no way of getting the house back. So the house is gone. But the Yovichavim is offering to pay for it. So you're allowed to take the money. Or do we say, no, that's a violation of Losichanim if you go take the money. So Mutter Litol is Damav. You're allowed to take the money. Because if Malabar Koshal and you write a Shtar Mechila, Mechira rather, and you make sure that it's legally, um, uh, that, that, that it's legally binding so that, uh, that you're able to, uh, to get the money. So Mepnei Shukumatul Miyadam, because then you're just saving uh, you know, the, the money that you're entitled to 
from their hands, but you're not violating the Isser of those Sichanim. So we try to say the same is true when it comes to the Evet. If uh, the Evet is a goner anyway, the Obicham took the Evet, and you're not getting him back. And the only question is, are you going to take the money or not take the money? So you're allowed to take the money. You see, it's the same case. Says more, nah, not the same case. The Dilma, Hanimili Bayis, Dikim no, maybe that's only by a bias because I'm not concerned that you're going to come to uh, sell your house in such a way because people typically don't sell their homes because they need a home to live in. But uh, people could live without an Eved, so maybe I'm more concerned that you're going to come to sell the Eved. So, or maybe not. So, Rabbi Ami sent a tshuva, he sent a response, Let me give you a psak that should spread throughout all the Kali Yisrael, if you have such a case where an Eved gives himself up to an enemy army, and the master has no ability to, to, to get the Eved back, you're allowed to take the money because if you can write a star mechira on the Eved and make sure that it's legally registered in the secular courts because all you're doing is you're being matzil the money from their hands. It was You are the one that initiated the sale of this Eved. It just happened against your will and therefore you're allowed to take the money. Period. That if a person sells his Eved to Novi Chavim we require you to redeem that Eved even up to a hundred times his value. So Davka Allah Davka. Does that mean Davka a hundred times his value and not a hundred and one times his value? Or is it Lav Davka? We're just saying that you have to add a lot of extra money but it's Lav Davka a hundred times his value. So Tashma says well bring your Raya because if you sell a Behemagasa to Novi Chavim which is a violation of an Isra Drabanan they are not allowed to sell a Behemagasa to a Nachri so Konsumoso Bezin makes a Knas ad Asara B'dameha to ten times its value so since it's Mestaber that the two Knasos have the same rules and Reish Lakish picks the number ten as opposed to the number a hundred so you see Rabbi Shurban Levi also didn't mean a hundred so what did he mean so Rashi uh, understands that uh, even by an Eved, it's uh, it's only ten times the value and no more than ten times. Whereas the Rashba and Tosis understand that Reish Lakish says Adasara just as a dogma, but really it means uh, that that that, uh, that it's way more than that, and it could be even a hundred times the money. But bottom line is that they're supposed to conform to each other, and therefore they're not really dafka giving a precise amount. Says Marvidilma, shiny Eved, they call Yom of Yom Mitzvos. No, maybe you actually have to pay a lot more to get an Eved back than you do to get a Behemagasa back, because Behemagasa is a one-time deal. If you sold it, you did an Isser, but that's it, the Isser is over. You sell an Eved every single day that the Eved is still in the possession of that Nachri, he's not doing mitzvot, so you're taking away the opportunity to do mitzvot each and every day. It's a compounding effect. So that's why we require you to spend up until 100 times the money. The Yikadami and some switch around the numbers that are used in this conversation. That by the Eved, we make a knas up until ten times his value. So dafka olav dafka. So we weren't sure. Does he mean dafka ten times, 
or is ten times the value just an example? Tashma, so we brought the Raya Domri Shlakish, Hamakhabe Magasalov Kam Konsosa Mea Bitameha. According to this Girsa, by the Behemagasa it's one hundred times the value. And then the Gabara said, no, shiny Eved the Lohadarbe. Maybe by the Eved it's gonna be less of a kanas, because even after your poda, the Eved is not gonna go back to the master. He's gonna be Mashukhar, so we're not gonna make you pay a hundred times his value for him then not to work for you. But by the Behemagasa, when you buy the Behemagasa back, at least you'll get the Behemagasa back. You'll get the value of the Behemagasa. So it says well the Wait, so we're looking to say so by Behemagasa, the reason why there's a greater knas is because you'll get the Behemagasa back. So then you know how much more you should pay for the Behemagasa than you should for the Eved? One time more. Meaning, because all you're getting, the, the whole difference is, you're not getting the value of the Eved back because the Eved's never coming back, but you're getting the Behemagasa back, which means you're getting the value of one Behemagasa. So if you pay 10 times the amount for the Eved, you should pay 11 times the amount for a Behemagasa. How do we get from 10 times to 100 times for the Behemagasa? So Likna say Tfechad. It must be that for an Evid to be sold to an Akhri, and therefore they were not gozer um, to have to pay more than 10 times the value. They didn't, uh, over here it's an unusual um, application of the principle of Normally means that they don't make a gzera at all. Over here we're saying they are making a gzera, but they don't take the gzera as far. That the gzera only goes, they even have to pay up to 10 times the value, not have to pay up to 100 times the value. So now the Gemara discusses this din of the knas that the Chum have for selling your Evid to a Nachri, where you have to be poda the Evid and you have to be Meshachrer the Evid. So by me what if the guy sold his Evid and then the, uh, the fellow who sold the Evid died? So, do his children have that Knas on them now? Do they have to buy back the Evid and be Meshachra the Evid? So, uh, the Gemara says, okay, let's try to compare it to other Knasos that we have and see whether those Knasos apply to the children as well. So, if you want to be Poshet the Suffolk, maybe from a case of a Bechar, the Allah is that uh, you're not allowed to be Matil Mum on purpose in a Bukhar, because if a Kohen uh, might be motivated to make a mum on a Bukhar, because if he makes a mum on a Bukhar, he'll be allowed to eat it. So Tzara in Bukhar, Umeis, let's say a guy is matil mum on the ear of a Bukhar, and then the Kohen who did that dies, Kansu b'no achrav. So just like we make a knas, that the guy who is matil the mum is not allowed to shech that Bukhar and eat it, that knas carries over to his children as well. Oh, so maybe you'll say the same thing over here, that if a guy sells his ever to an Akhri, and then he dies, that the knas should Carry over to his children. Says more, no, maybe Maybe by being and Bukhar, it's because the guy violated Nisidaraisa by putting a mum on a Bukhar. But over here, selling an Eved to an Akhri is only Nisidrabanan. Ah, for Nisidrabanan, we're not going to extend the Knas to the next generation. So says more, okay, let's bring another Raya from a different Knas and see whether that Knas extends to the next generation. There is a halacha in Hilchos Cholomoid that the Chamme the knas if someone is mechavin melachta b'moed, which means that he dafka uh, could have done something before yantiv, but he says, you know what, I'm gonna have so much time off from work on cholamoed, I'll do my melacha then. So uh, there's a knas that he's not allowed to benefit from that uh, melacha. He's not allowed to complete that melacha, even if he's gonna lose money, even if it's gonna be a davra aved on cholamoed. So what if the guy dies? 
before Cholamoid comes. So, Imtim Tzolomer Kivin Melachta B'moed, Umeis Lo Kantzu B'noachrov. So, in that case, we do not make a knas on his children. So, maybe over here also we shouldn't make a knas on the children. Now, that's because Mishum Tzolom Avadi Surah. That's because the father didn't violate any Isser Melechus Cholamoid yet, yet, because he died before Cholamoid. So, therefore, you're not going to extend the knas to his children, even though he was planning on violating an Isser Cholamoid, but he didn't. Whereas, Hacha Mai, over here where the guy actually sold the Eved to a Nachri so what would the Din be? Does that Knas extend to the children? Is the Knas only on him and he's no longer here? Or is the Knas on his Mamon and the Mamon is still here, the Mamon is still uh, around, the state uh, should still have the Knas so we could find a response to this question in uh, the Din of the Mishnah that deals with the Knas that the Chum made for someone who uh, who works his field during Shemitah. Sodashin Skavta, let's say you have a field that belongs to a Jew in Eretz Israel that you take all the thorns out of the field during the Shemitah year. That's an Isra You're not allowed to dethorn the field during Shemitah. It's an Isra So Tizara, the Motsai Shviyas, you're allowed to plant that field on Motsai Shviyas as soon as Shemitah is over. The Cham did not make a knas that you're not allowed to plant that field because removing the thorns is not really a Malacha Chashuva on the Karka. So doing a Malacha, that's not such a Malacha Chashuva, we're not going to make a knas. But Nataiva, if you uh, fertilize the field, um, or you uh, brought a bunch of behemoths on the field to uh, hang out there, and ultimately the field became fertilized from that, then that's considered already a malacha chashuva that you did in the field. You're not allowed to plant that field in Motsai That we have a Masora in this Mishnah, that a Tiva umes zora. That if you did a malacha chashuva in the field during Shemitah and then you died, your son is allowed to plant that field in Motsai meaning the Knas does not extend to the child. That the Knas only goes to the guy himself, it does not extend to his child. So, uh, therefore, we could say the same thing over here. If you sell your Eved to an Akhri, you have a Knas that you have to be pulled in, but if you die, the, the children do not have such a Knas. Amr Abayi Mektin, and Abayi says we have a Klal. If a person is Metame, someone else is Taharos, Umeis, and then he dies, the Rabban did not make a Knas that his offspring is going to have to pay for the taros that were ruined. My time, why not? I Meaning, if the guy himself would have had to pay for the damage that he had done, why don't his children have to pay for it? Because really, really, if a person does a hezek she'enonikr, he spiritually harms the, the item, but he didn't physically ruin it. What happened? Someone had truma there, kachim. I took a sheretz and I dipped the sheretz on all the trum and the kachim. The trum and the kachim is still edible. It's physically exactly the same. You can take a microscope, it looks exactly the same. The only difference is, halachically, it was a hezek sheinu nikr. Now it's tameh, so it's not able to be used and to be and to be eaten. So the chachamim made a din that you have to pay for that. But because it's only a knas mid it only applies to the guy who performed the hezek, not to anybody else. So now the Gemara shifts gears and discusses about someone who sells an eved to chutz la'aretz. Up until now, we've been talking 
talking about selling an Eved to a Nachri. So now we talk about selling an Eved to Chutz La'aretz. Oh, L'Chutz La'aretz. Tan Rabbanu, Mokra Avdo, L'Chutz La'aretz, Yotza L'Cheres. If you sell your Eved to Chutz La'aretz, the Eved goes free. Tzarech et Shukr Merabu Sheni. And he needs to get Shukr from the new master that owns him in Chutz La'aretz. Rabbi Shimon Gamliel Omer, Pa'amim Yotza, Upam Lo Yotza. That sometimes the Eved goes free, sometimes he doesn't go free. Ketzad, what are the cases where he does and doesn't? So Amar, Ploni Avdi Mechatil, Ploni Antuchi, if a person wrote in the Shtar Mechira that I am selling my Eved to Ploni Antuchi, this man from Antuchia, Antuchia is a place in Chutzlaret, Lo Yatza. The Eved doesn't go free because, you know, there could be a guy living in Yerushalayim, but they call him, uh, you know, the Five Townser because he came from the Five Towns. That's where he made Aliyah from. So that's how they know him, as the Five Townser. But he's in Eretz Yisrael. So just because you call this guy in Antuchia, and Antuchi in the Shtar, it doesn't mean that he's bringing the Eved back to Antuchia. He's uh, very happily living in his apartment in Rechavia, and that's where he's going to bring the Eved. Antuchi, Sheba Antuchia, but if you make clear in the Shtar that you're selling it to an Antuchi in Antuchia, then Yatza, then the Eved goes free. But didn't uh, Bryce say that... Um, that if you say that in the star that you're selling him to an Antuchi, he goes free. Lantuchi has shari belowed lo yatsa. And it's only if you specify that you're selling him to a chutz Eretznik who's living in Eretz Yisrael that you have to specify that he's below, that he's in Eretz Yisrael. Only then he's lo yatsa. Meaning what the question is, the steer over here is, what's the default? Right, I mean, if you say I'm selling him to a Ben Chutzlaretz who's in Chutzlaretz, then for sure uh, he goes free. Uh, you did something terrible. If you say I'm selling him to a Ben Chutzlaretz who's living in Eretz Yisrael, then for sure you did nothing. But what if you just stand? You say I'm selling him to an Antuchi. So it's a steer between the two prices. So says Marlo Kasha. Had Isle Beis Eretz Yisrael. Had Isle Ushpiz Eretz Yisrael. It depends. When this guy comes to Eretz Yisrael, where does he stay? Does he stay at his home? If he has a home in Eretz Yisrael, then you did not necessarily sell this Eved to Chutz Laaretz. But if the Antuchi that you sold him to stays at the Waldorf every time he goes to Eretz Yisrael, he doesn't stay at his home in Eretz Yisrael, then you sold him to an Antuchi because he's going to bring him back to Chutz Laaretz because that's where the fellow uh, really lives. And it, it, it has nothing to do with whether he keeps one or two days a Yantan. That just means he knows who to ask. But, uh, but, but, but he, it has everything to do with uh, with where the fellow lives. So by Rabbi Yirmi, Rabbi Yirmi asks the following Shaila. Ben Babel Shnasi Isha Be'eretz Yisrael. What if uh, a Ben Bavel marries a woman from Eretz Yisrael. She happens to own Avadim and Shvachos. But they're going to get married and live in his home in Bavel. So Mahu, what's the din of those Avadim and Shvachos? Did the Chum make a takana that the, that they have to go free because they were they have now been brought to Chutz Laaretz? So the point of the Yomar hadin ima that that uh, the, 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 there is a. Um, Machlokas, uh, Rabbi Yudin and Rabbi Ami, that uh, that that in in the following uh, case, um, the, uh, the the uh, uh, the 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 um, uh, the the the, 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 the is if they get divorced, there's machlokas Rabbi Yudin and Rabbi Ami. According to Rabbi Yehuda, the husband has to return all of the nechassim that she brought into the marriage, as long as those nechassim are still around and they could still be used. But according to, according to Rabbi Ami, he doesn't have to give back the nechassim themselves. He just has to give back the value of those nechassim. They estimate in the ksuba what the value is, and he just has to write a check for that value. So says Mar Tibalu, Madi Amar Adinima, that it's a shaila according to Rabbi Yudu who 
holds that the woman who says, I want the Nechassim back, that she's correct, she's allowed to get the Nechassim themselves back. And Tevayi didn't imo, and it's a shyly according to the other opinion that says that uh, she can't demand the Nechassim themselves back. How so? Do we say that since she can demand this exact Ebed, this exact Shivcha back, it's still hers and the Ebed might go back to Eretz Yisrael? Or do we say, no, so long as they're married, the husband gets the payroll, so it's considered to be his Ebed. And and the Shailah is also according to the opinion that Adinimo, that he gets to keep the Nechassim, do we assume that since he gets to keep the Nechassim, they're considered his, and therefore this Ebed has been sold into or maybe the fact that his Kenyan is only Kenyan Peros and not a Kenyan Aguf, it's still considered hers. Teiku, the Gemara leaves that Shaila unresolved. Let's say an Evid follows his master from Eretzol to Surya, and the master sells him once he's there. So Yatzel Lechemus, the Halach is he's Yatzel Lechemus. So that the Evid lost his Chus to go free because he left on his own volition from Eretz Yisrael, meaning he followed his master in Surya. He didn't have to do that. It's not a stira. The price that Rabbi Yochanan taught was when, at the time that the Evid left Eretz Yisrael, the plan was that the master was going to go back to Eretz Yisrael. So uh, the, the, the Evid wasn't planning on staying in Chutz Laaretz. So he shouldn't lose out just because he happens to be in Chutz Laaretz. Whereas the price that Rabbi Chia taught is where the, the master had no plans of coming back. So the Evid shouldn't have gone. And by the fact that the Evid went to Chutz Laaretz, he loses the right to go free. Vatanya Yotze Evid Acharab Lusuria Yotze. Uh, it says Yotze Evid Acharab Lusuria. I mean, the Bryce is going to make this exact chilik, but we're just going to pause for a second and say, wait, why do we use the word Yotze? Yotze implies that it's something he ought to do. Yotze Lo Sagi Dolonafik. He has to follow his master into Chutzlaretz. Vatanan Veina Kol Motzian. You're not allowed to force him into Chutzlaretz. Eli Yotze Evid Acharab Lusuria. Not Yotze that he should, but he did. If he went after his master into Chutzlaretz, and the master sold him there, so then it depends. In Das if the master was planning on coming back to Eretzol the whole time, so then we, uh, we then, then the Knas is in full force, and if the master sells the Eved while in Chutzlaretz, he has to free him. But in Das but if the master was planning on making Yerida, moving to Chutzlaretz and staying there, the Eved never should have left in the first place. That's on the Eved for having left. And therefore, the knas is not going to be in place. Okay, but tomorrow we'll pick up with Amar Rav Anan about six lines from the end of the page. Everyone have a wonderful evening, and thank you for joining on the Zoom. Check off. Yeah. They put it. They put it on.